Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome back to the UFC 282 Blachowicz vs. Ankalaev recap episode. Apologies that it is so late. Uh, I spent time trying to find as much highlight tape and um, reviews as I possibly could because I wasn't excited for the pay-per-view. I won't even lie. This one had um, none of me wanting to watch it. Therefore, I didn't. So I've been watching highlights and um, reading up on reviews and uh, watching some of the fights myself to get an understanding of what happened and what it means. Um, So we'll go over the main card and prelim results and then um, the performance bonuses and then I'll go over like my predictions for the main card before it happened and then kind of more in-depth what happened, what took place in the octagon, review my best bets and then look ahead at what is um, on the horizon in terms of upcoming UFC events. So, main card results from UFC 282. We'll start with the main event. Jan Bohovic and Magomed Ankalaev resulted in a split draw. The scorecards were 48-47 Bohovic, 47-47 draw, and 48-46 Ankalaev. Um, I've read a lot of people on Twitter saying Ankalaev won. Jan Bohovic even during Ankalaev's um, Octagon interview saying give the belt to Magomed. Give it to him. He deserves it. Ankalaev saying things like, I don't know what more I had to do to win. But get more into that a little bit. Patty Bimblet. Patty the Batty. Defeated Jared Gordon via unanimous decision. On the co-main event, this was probably the most controversial result in everyone's eyes on the entirety of the card. The two, co- <laughs> Obviously, the two fights that go to decision are the two um, sources of drama, controversial results on the entirety of the card. Ten of the twelve fights ended with finishes, and the two that went to the scorecards were the problem. Um, yeah, so anyways... Uh, next fight, Santiago Ponzinibbio defeated Alex Morono via knockout at 2 minutes and 23 seconds of round number 3. Excuse me. Morono replaced Robbie Lawler um, as Ruthless pulled out a short notice with an undisclosed injury. Morono sent an early blitz at Ponzinibbio, but he weathered the storm and ended up putting the lights out on the great white Morono. Drikas Duplassis. Duplassis, I'm sorry. Uh, defeated Darren Till via submission uh, by neck crank at 2 minutes and 43 seconds of round number 3. Till said after the fight to Daniel Cormier in commentary that he thinks he tore his ACL again. Uh, Ilya Tapuria uh, defeated Bryce Mitchell via submission due to arm triangle at 3 minutes and 10 seconds of round number 2 to kick off the pay-per-view card. Mitchell had the only takedown in that fight, but Tapuria had the only knockdown. The prelim results, Raul Rosas Jr. defeated Jay Perrin via submission due to neck crank at 2 minutes and 44 seconds of round number 1. Rosas becomes the youngest uh, UFC fighter in history to take part in and win a fight 18 years and 63 days of age. Rosas is a blossoming star in the UFC, getting a massive reception entering the arena and having fans from America and Mexico both making him a box office draw wherever the UFC decides to go in North America. In his post-fight interview, Rosas asked Dana White for the $50,000 bonus to buy his mom a minivan so that she could drive him to the UFC Performance Institute to train, and he did indeed get one. 
Jairzinho Rosenstrike defeated Chris Dawkins via knockout at 23 seconds of round number one. Seemingly just a uh, jab was enough to rock Dawkins. Uh, first or maybe second strike Rosenstrike through in this fight was a jab right at Dawkins's chin. And the next 15 seconds were Biggie Boy uh, throwing punches to ensure the results uh, at Dawkins down on the mat and on the side of the cage. Next fight, Edmund Shabazian defeated Dalcha Lun- Lungiambula, if I said that right, uh, via knockout at 4 minutes and 41 seconds of round number 2. This is a fight filled with heavy striking exchanges. Shabazian ended this one by unloading until Lungiambula was out on his feet and the referee was forced to step in. Chris Curtis defeated Joaquin Buckley. Uh, via knockout at 2 minutes and 49 seconds of round number 2. It's a funky finish to end this fight, but one that didn't leave any questions. Funky finish as in Curtis kind of caught one of Buckley's kicks and hit him with either a jab or a little hook to the side of his head. Buckley went down and it almost looked like he just kind of tripped or like couldn't get his feet back under him when he landed his leg back down and fell to the mat. Curtis hopped on top and threw the finishing blows before the referee ended it. Regardless of how he got to the mat, Curtis found a way to win it and put Buckley out. Billy Quarantillo defeated Alexander Hernandez via knockout at 4 minutes and 30 seconds of round number 2. Alexander Hernandez was the talk of the fight, the main hype part of this bout, and Billy Q shut it all out, shut it all up after losing the first round and won it in the second for what many on social media were saying was the true singular performance of the night. TJ Brown defeated Eric Silva via submission due to arm triangle at 3 minutes and 41 seconds of round number 3. In a fight filled with scrambles going one way and then the other, Brown locked up an arm triangle in the dying stages of this fight and locked up his first finish since joining the UFC. First fight on the entirety of the card, last one we will discuss. Cameron Saeeman defeated Stephen Coslow via knockout at 4 minutes and 13 seconds of round number 3. Another fight filled with scrambles, even more so than the Brown versus Silva fight I just mentioned. Saeeman found a way to win the final exchange with some ground and pound to win his UFC debut. As I kind of alluded to in a couple of the fights before, Dana White gave performance bonuses um, to any fighter that finished their fight. So performance of the night went to Cameron Saeeman, TJ Brown, Billy Quarantillo, Chris Curtis, Edmund Shabazian, Jarzinho Rosenstrike, Raul Rosas Jr., Ilya Tapuria, and Santiago Ponzinibbio, all receiving a $50,000 bonus for performance of the night. In the fight of the night, Drikas Duplassis versus Darren Till, each of them taking home a $50,000 bonus as well. Now we're going to kind of go over my predictions for the main card and then a little more in-depth the main card fights or if there's anything else to say. Um, main event, my pick was Ankalaev to win. Blahovich said after the fight to give the belt to Ankalaev, and Ankalaev, as I mentioned, said he didn't know what more he was supposed to do to win. This fight is my argument to finish the fight and not put it in the judges' hands. If both fighters in the octagon and everyone on social media all agree that one fighter won the fight and yet the judges say another thing, should have just finished it, maybe. That would probably, uh, take all of the debate out of, um... What was I trying to say? This would probably make all uh, debate unnecessary, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Then I said Patty Pimblett to win the co-main event, and let's just talk about some controversy here. This one had the most, had 
sorry, this one had most of the UFC roster talking, and not for good reason. So many people thought that Jared Gordon won the fight that outlets such as Bleacher Report and ESPN put out articles saying that Paddy's hype train has been derailed a little bit due to the controversy of the decision in his pay-per-view debut. One of those news outlets even called the decision bogus, just to let you know. No one could have watched that performance and said that Paddy is ready for a huge step up in class for his next fight, so don't expect him to face a household name anytime soon. My next pick was Drikas Duplassis to win. He did indeed press the issue in the opening round before coasting in round number two and letting Till back into the fight before taking the fight to the ground and rear in round three, sorry, and ending the fight via submission with rear naked choke. He said afterwards he knew the takedown was there all fight and that it was easy to get. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if what he's saying is true, then Till probably needs to work on his grappling after he gets his ACL um, fixed yet again. But Duplessis is looking ever more dangerous. Every time he steps into the octagon, I'm more and more impressed with him. It started out as lights out power, and he's turning into an even better grappler now. More experience that he gets. Um, in the last preview that I picked, I said the Mitchell and Tapuria fight winner would be the one to have better grappling exchanges. Uh, Tapuria seemed to dominate every single facet of the fight, besides not securing his own takedown to match that of Bryce Mitchell. But countering that with a knockdown instead before taking the fight to the mat and ending the bout on the canvas, I'd still say that he dominated pretty much the entirety of the fight. Tapuria proved in this fight that he can throw hands, chop at people's legs with kicks, and grapple with the very best in the world. He's truly becoming a multi-tool star who can make any fight an exciting one. Um, I did not do a preview to Ponzinibbio versus Morono because it had not been officially put on the pay-per-view card by the time that... Um, I did my preview, but I honestly would have picked Ponzinibbio to beat Lawler. I did think that Morono stood a better chance than Lawler in this fight, but I, obviously not having the preparation for a, a certain opponent and a fight like that on short notice. You're asking for an awful lot out of someone, and Morono gave his best in the first round, but he obviously was not prepared to go much more than that against Ponzinibbio. Going over my best bets picks did not go well. I had Drikas Duplessis to win as my only winner. At minus 180, had Joaquin Buckley to win and Bryce Mitchell as the take-at-your-own-risk pick. It finally comes back down to earth. I lose my take-at-your-own and I lose my other regular pick. Going 2-0. and oh and, Wow, I cannot speak today. 1-2 and two on this card. Sorry. Um, sorry, this is kind of short. Nothing really crazy happened. I mean, the finishes were great, but I wasn't obviously watching it live, so I didn't have that emotional attachment. Watching it back later, knowing the results doesn't really hold the same excitement as it does watching the event live so sorry this one's a little bit monotonous but in terms of upcoming ufc events december 17th this saturday ufc fight night cannoneer versus strickland is the main event brandon royval alex caceres matthew semelsberger saeed nurmagomedov and michael morales are other big fighters on this card with another marquee matchup being Drew Dober versus Bobby Green, two knockout artists. That'll be one heck of a card coming up this Saturday. Um, January 14th, we skip Christmas and New Year's weekends and then give another weekend off before we come back. We have UFC Fight Night, Gastelum versus Imavov. I do not know how to say that name, so apologies. But there are no other matchups listed as of yet for that card, so I can't tell you anything else about it personally. And January 21st is the next pay-per-view I will be previewing. It's set to be UFC 283. 
Teixeira versus Hill as Dana White announced that Glover, Teixeira, and Jamal Hill will now be fighting for the still vacant light heavyweight championship. So I don't have any other news um, for you in terms of the UFC. So I will talk to you for UFC 283 when the time comes. Sorry this was a little late and sorry that I don't know so much that I can talk to you all night about it. But alas, I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.